join us if you dare. It's movie night at your drive-in of terror. Each week, you'll hear about one campy movie for a laugh. One terrifying feature sure to scare your pants off. And one kid-friendly scare for the little ones. Or not-so-little ones, needing a little less terror. The show's about to start. Get comfy and sit down in front. Oh, and one more thing. This episode contains spoilers. Consider yourself warm. Enjoy the show, if you're brave enough. Take it away, Tom. Hi guys, it's Tom here with my good friend Shay, and we'd like you to pull on into our drive-in of terror for season two, lucky episode number 13 of the Scare Your Pants Off, It's Movie Night podcast. In tonight's episode, our fright-filled feature is hereditary. So grab your snacks and we'll kill the lights. So how you doing today, Shay? I'm really, really good. I so I'm I'm excited to talk to you about a couple of things that I have watched, and I don't know if you've watched them. Okay. Um, so, have you watched Barbarian? I have not yet, but I have it on my watch list. So okay. I got it written down. So I'm not going to go into a lot of detail with that, but I will tell you, so it, it came to my mind because my campy movie today is Tusk and it has Justin Long in it. And it, I come to kind of realize as I've gotten older that Justin Long might be one of the weirdest people in Hollywood because he yeah. just, <laughs> but he's awesome. I, I love Justin Long, um, but he's in this and there is, <laughs> he has a scene that I, I really don't know that a lot of other actors could have uh, pulled off and and still had <laughs> any Hollywood credibility because it's so freaking weird. Um, that and then there's The Devil's Hour, uh, which is on Prime, I think, and it's uh, it's like a super creepy show. And I'm not gonna go into too much detail because I don't know if you have you watched The Devil's Hour yet. Never even heard of it. So it's basically there's there's this she's like a single mom and or a newly divorced mom and she has a young boy who has new emotion he doesn't he doesn't laugh he doesn't cry he does he's never happy he's never sad he's just um, you know whatever and he's sometimes he just disappears and uh, or ends up places that he doesn't remember and then you find out that the mom kind of has maybe some. Uh, intuition and like maybe can see the future a little bit uh I'm, I'm not gonna go into a lot of detail but the two things i'm gonna tell you you need to watch today that are like brand spanking new are barbarian and the devil's hour because they're absolutely phenomenal i am writing them writing down the devil's hour right now i'll check that out uh this weekend hopefully I, I, i'm always up for new stuff but so and you always, I don't think you've ever recommended something I didn't like. So, um, yeah, sweet, sweet. Are you, have you been watching anything else? Um, okay, so I get. I guess we'll we'll talk about the big elephant in the room. Uh, did you watch Halloween Ends? I did, and overall, I liked it, but there was some definite glaring problems with, it, in my opinion. 
definitely. But how about you? I know this is your sort of that's your baby. Yeah. Wow. So we are recording this uh, like only a couple weeks after um, Halloween Ends came out, but we filmed the Halloween episode. We recorded the Halloween episode before the movie came out. So I was, I had all this hope and just like uh, anxiety for the movie. And now I've seen it. Um, I agree. I liked it at overall. So I, okay. I needed more Lori and Michael. I'm not saying the movie was bad. I'm not saying, you know, don't watch it. I'm not saying it's a, like, like a hindrance to the whole franchise. It's not, it's, you know, but I needed more Lori and Michael and I feel like they're really focused a lot more on Corey and the granddaughter who had a complete turnaround in her attitude, which whatever, that's that's besides the point. Um, but yeah, no, I, I maybe had a couple smaller issues with it than I, than I really had wanted to. I won't, I won't go into a ton of detail because it is obviously a, like a brand new movie. And we don't know who has seen it yet, but um, I think I'm in the same spot as you. It's, I didn't hate it. Yeah. It was, yeah. I was nervous. I was nervous for a while during it. I thought it was going to go one way. And, and I got, and I was like, oh no. And it was funny because I was watching it with my friend Roy and Rick. And Rick, you know, he's, he's a fan, but not like a super fan, you know, whatever. But Roy, you know, he's big horror and... Yeah, well, as I'm thinking of this, I hear him from across the room go, oh, no. And he had the same thought that I was having. And I was like, oh, please. And luckily, it didn't go that way. But I I was nervous. Were you thinking, it's not going to spoil much if I say, were you thinking possession? Is that what you thought was going to happen? Yes. They did that weird effect where they, Michael and Corey came face to face and they sort of, they're looking eyes and they did this sort of weird effect on it. And then his change in attitude, I was like, oh boy, oh no, please, please, please don't, don't do this. It, it was, it was gonna it'd be going more off the rails than season of the witch did <laughs> if you did something like that. So I was very relieved they didn't do it, but same bow as you definitely problems could have been more lori hey guys if you're the trailer and the movie are much different just know that going yeah the trailer gives you one sort of idea of where it's going to go and it doesn't go that way it was i've heard some some people call it like almost like a bait and switch it's like i don't know what was cut out of movies for editing purposes time per but so there is difference but overall I, I liked it overall, but definitely a lot of problems. It's definitely some problems. So yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Uh, we'll we'll all move on. It's fine. Um I don't know. Well, you okay if I dive into the campy movie? Please. For those looking for a lot. It's time for the campy. All right, so I'm going to talk about Tusk from 2014, and it stars Justin Long. Um, I'm not actually going to go into super detail about this movie because I know an alarming amount of people who have not seen this movie, and you absolutely need to because it's it's so out of nowhere, it's so unexpected. It's 
not a lot of people have even heard about it and it shocks me because this movie is so it's not scary it's bizarre though and (laughs) (laughs) um so justin long is a podcaster and he goes into like the absolute middle of nowhere nowhere canadian wilderness to interview some guy who has an interesting past um he gets there and he does interview him and he finds out that he has a really weird dark past with involving a walrus yes i i said walrus um justin long ends up finding that he has kind of a half human half walrus thing going on uh under his house um and then finds out more and also finds out more of the backstory that this man was at some point in time stranded with a walrus who he befriended but eventually had to uh, take the walrus's life to use him as nourishment and i believe warmth if i remember correctly um and has spent the rest of his life feeling guilty for that because the walrus did not fight sorry the walrus did not fight back he let him do it like he was giving his human friend himself so he would survive um the man has spent the last however many years since that incident trying to make that up to the walrus and basically creates a walrus and justin long becomes a walrus and he's and it's and it's the grossest looking thing and justin long is an absolute friggin' weirdo i don't even and I mean that in the nicest, most complimentary way you can mean it. He is this weird, like, human skin stitched up Frankenstein monster type walrus thing. I I don't know how else to explain it, but that's that's what he is. And he ends up getting into a battle with the guy that he was interviewing, who is now also somehow dressed in weird human walrus skin get up with tusks and all and they have to fight each other and basically the guy gives justin long's character the option to either go full walrus and kill him or to die trying but if he kills him he now has to live as a walrus um yeah so i'm literally gonna stop right there because as much as it seems like i gave away a lot i didn't um but there's there's just scenery that you need to take in in this movie it is absolutely ridiculous and you will not regret it it is not it's super campy and it's just weird so that's that's what i got for tusk oh my god i love this phil i could not even keep a straight face i'm sorry i was it just any movie review where you said where somebody says walrus that many times it's got to be a great movie i'm sorry and it just it's i love this film um some great uh Johnny Depp's in it, yep. really great, and kind of his daughter. Uh, very different. Yup, the daughter, and now is is the other girl uh, Kevin Smith's daughter? She is actually, yeah, yep. And uh, Kevin Smith directed it. Very different than a lot of Kevin Smith films. Um, it, it part of some sort. Of, it, it's actually part of some sort of trilogy he was working on, the True North trilogy or something like that. Yeah, um, I think the third one's supposed to be coming out. Like, has it come out yet? Like, it's set to come out sometime uh, soon, I'd ima- I I think, if I remember correctly. I can't really remember, but, yeah. Yeah, so, it, and it's strange, but cool. Um, Just a very, 
very strange, but it, a film, but so so good. So, and like you said, Justin Long, he's he is he's he's uh, a Canadian. Such a he is a weirdo. He is so, but he does. He's in. He does a surprise for a guy that's known for a lot for comedy and stuff. Does a, a surprising amount of horror films, and he's great in all of them. And um, yeah, he's. He's great. I, I, uh, this whole, this movie, I just remember when I stumbled across it and I was like, yeah, I'm here for this. And then watching it and being like, this is so fucking weird. It's all, it's great. It's mm -hmm. so great. Wow. Yeah. That's, my, uh, my first tattoo is actually because of Justin Long. Really? Yeah. The first one I ever, I have a lot more now. I'm a, a lot more tattoos than I used to, but my very first tattoo, literally 18 years old. Um, I love Jeepers Creepers, and he had this. It was it was tribal, but this like little black rose over his belly button. I had to get a black rose. It's not it's not the same style. It's not tribal, but I have a black rose over uh, like kind of going over my belly button a little bit. Uh, oh, because of that movie. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really that's <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, guys, do yourself a favor. Check out Tusk. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. For those brave souls who are ready for a fright, it's time for the feature. Well, I have the feature this week, and it's a great film. And I'm going to be talking about the 2018 American psychological horror film written and directed by Ari Oster, who, uh, or Aster, um, who is just really one of the best uh, writer directors in the horror genre right now. And the movie is hereditary and it is just a fantastic movie. It was actually Ari's uh, directorial debut and it stars Tony Colletti as the mother, Annie, Alex Wolf as the son. And he is so great. And um, a really tough part. Apparently this part really messed him up uh, doing it because he had to go to some dark places for the, you know, for the part and some crazy things. And it, he almost quit acting because of it. He just, it really, really messed him up psychologically for a while, this part. And when you watch it, you can probably, you'll probably see why, because it is, while it's a beautiful film, it is very, uns it's a very unsettling film. Um, Millie Shapiro's in it. She is great, plays the, the younger sister, and she's really good and creepy and it just really good job by Millie Shapiro. And uh, Gabriel Byrne as Steve, the husband and uh, psych psychiatrist, and uh, just he's a great actor and uh, he's great in it. And so a brief synopsis, the members of the family are haunted by a mysterious presence at uh after the death of their secretive grandmother uh so i'll get a little more into it but just a, a few things about the film it uh, it came out in 2018 it premiered at sundance what i which i thought was cool for a horror film premiering at you know these these film festivals are usually known at known for like these you know three-hour drama films and and shit like that where this is just uh you know this is a horror like i said a very beautifully done horror and not like a, a jump skier type of horror, but still kind of interesting that it was at Sundance. It uh, had a budget of 10 million and did 80.2 million at the box office. So very successful. 
uh, you know, did eight times its its budget at the box office, and it went on to make a lot more on VOD and streaming and whatever else. So, a very successful horror film. So, all right, let's talk a little bit about it, and I'm not going to give away too too much, guys, uh, just because. It, it is, I mean, it's 2018, so it was a while ago, but it's one of those films that while a lot of people saw it, a lot of people didn't, and I, uh, there's certain stuff I just don't want to give away because there's nothing like seeing it for the first time. You, there's a few parts where you're just going to be like, oh, my word. Uh, I mean, mm -hmm. I don't have so, so, Tony Colletti plays Annie Graham. She is the, the mother and she is a miniature artist and miniature artist is creepy i think <laughs> yeah uh, so i'm i'm glad you feel that way because i can't put my finger on why i feel that way but i do there is something it's super unsettling and i and i don't really know why it's unsettling but it is it's it's not gives you like the the face your spine tingle it's <laughs> yeah exactly you put it perfectly because yeah it's like i can't actually pinpoint why it is so unsettling to me or so we but it, it just it is and that's you put it perfectly it just adds a air of creepiness and uh so there's annie and she lives with her husband steve played by gabriel byrne their 16 year old son peter uh, played by Alex Wolf and their 13-year-old daughter Charlie, played by uh, Millie Shapiro. So the family attends the funeral of Annie's secretive mother, Ellen. And right off the bat, Annie is surprised by the number of people that are at the that are in attendance because like you like said, her mom's kind of secretive. They weren't super close. We find out that there was yeah, there was a lot of tension in, in their relationship and they hadn't seen each other for a while. But uh, yeah, that struck Annie as very odd, just the number, because her to her, her grandmother seemed a bit reclusive. So, and then Annie attends this bereavement support group and we learn more, a little bit more about their uh, their relationship. And then we get we see steve who gets a phone call that uh and then he he ends up telling annie that somebody has desecrated ellen's uh oh no he doesn't tell her sorry he does uh but he gets the phone call finding out that somebody had desecrated ellen's grave um anyway so then we jump to peter you know the 16 year old played by alex wolf he is invited to a party and obviously you know they're new to this area they moved out here whatever and they so he wants to go to the party but his mother annie insists that he brings his little sister obviously he's reluctant because who wants to bring their little sister when they're going to a party i mean he's 16 years old I, you know i don't blame him but he relents and because he really has no choice and they head to the party on the way to the party they pass a telephone pole that has this weird carving in it, a weird symbol or a weird sigil in it. Just from, you know. But anyway, they keep going and 
at the party, Charlie, uh, Peter leaves Charlie on a time. Peter is going off and trying, you know, he's trying to be social, meet people, talk to girls, whatever. And he kind of leaves Charlie unattended. So Charlie, you know, being a 13 year old girl starts, you know, exploring the place and comes, uh, comes upon some chocolate cake. Uh, she eats it not knowing that it has walnuts in it and she has a severe, severe nut allergy. So she pretty much instantaneously goes into anaphylactic shock and, you know, Peter comes upon her and now he's panicked and freaking out. So he grabs her and he runs, you know, throws her in the car and he's going to get her to the, to, sorry, God, I'm burping. <laughs> going to drive her to the, uh, the hospital. And all I'm going to say is on the way, something happens that basically leads to everything else in this movie it's it's how it's sort of the catalyst for everything else unraveling in this movie and i'm not going to tell you because it's it's great and jarring and uh you need to check it out and from this point on this movie just gets great like i like i said earlier it's very beautifully done for a horror film it's it, it's it's very cinematic. It's it's not about the jump skiers or anything like that. And we just we see some crazy things from this point on. We see seances. We see immolation. We see uh, demonic possessions. We see levitation, corpses. Just the just everything and i i know that it probably sounds like i'm just you know regurgitating or vomiting out like horror words but it's the way it's done guys it's done so beautifully and and so well it it it's just it's great i don't know what else how else to say it, it is just great um do yourself a favor guys check this out because it is you know, horror's been on this sort of resurgence for about a decade now, but in the last couple of years, there's been some of these sort of independent or, you know, uh, or like A24-ish uh, companies putting out horror that's just really, really good. That's not, like I said, it's not about jump scares. It's not a franchise. Not that there's anything, you know, I love franchises. We all do and stuff. But just these sort of really good horror stories, Midsummer being in there, um, God, even the Insidious movies, stuff like that. It's there's been, and this is right up there in this last couple of years as one of the really, really great horror films. Anything that Jordan Peele does is great too. But yeah, this goes up there at the top, guys. Do yourself a favor, check this out. I was intentionally vague from that point on, just because it's you'll want to see it and i highly suggest it so for this i was i struggled to come up with a rating system because we rate our features here but i guess we'll go by telephone polls and i'm not going to say why you'll you'll understand why we do telephone polls after uh after you watch it so how many telephone polls would you give it uh, this is my least favorite part so yeah, it's tough. 
Because, like, I almost feel like we should have made our scale way bigger. It should be, like, one through a hundred. We can't now, because we've already done it. But, yeah. like, I feel like we need a hundred, a scale of 100. Um, but we don't have that. We have 10. Um, and that's awful. But it it is so good. And you're right. It's beautiful. It's got this, like, weird, almost, like, like hazy dream-like quality to it. But it's it's... That's a great point. It's, yeah, it's just it's shot so elegantly, and there's there are absolutely parts that will absolutely jar you. They will it will shake you, and it's fantastic, and it's so well done, and so unexpected that for that reason alone, I think I think I'm gonna give it. And I know it's higher than other things I rated, and slower than other things I rated, but I think I'm gonna give it. Oh man. Okay, I'm gonna go seven point five. I like it. I yeah, like seven point five telephone poles. That's I'm sticking to it. You go before I change my mind. Well, I like it. I'm not far off. It it, it was tough because it, it is tough because you know we're at episode thirteen, so we've kind of established a scale, but we kind of haven't too. You know, because it's only thirteen, and it's tough. Like you said, it could be one out of a hundred at this point um so it, i i struck because i really really enjoyed this but i also got to think about how i rated other ones it gets tricky this is it, it's trickier than it seems because you want you want your scale to seem consistent and everything but i'm i'm sort of right there with you i'm just going to go a tad higher and i'm going to give it a a solid eight or a solid b you know um because yeah, I, I I really like it. Honestly, it's like I I part of me feels like that's too low, but I gotta go off. The, I, I'm trying to stay a little bit consistent with our scale. So no, it's same. It it is. It's really it's really hard to place it because it's it's not it's really not your average horror movie. Like there's 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 such a different quality to it. I mean, it's obviously a horror movie, but it's it's so. I don't know, there's like a depth that's not really in every horror movie that makes it really hard to read. Yeah, because it makes you think and feel and it's just, yeah, that's a great point. Uh, but do yourself a favor, guys. That's 7.5 from Shay, 8 from me. Can't go wrong. <laughs> what is it that's so creepy about miniatures? Can you even put your finger on it? I can't, and I don't know why, but it's unsettling. And I always, it, it, it always makes me think too when I see miniatures, I think of Beetlejuice. And, you, you know, yeah. but it's not as creepy. It's, it's weird in that one, but it's not as creepy. But I, yeah, I don't know what it is about miniatures that yeah. it's, um, yeah. I don't know, but it, it it's a creep. There, it has this weird creep factor to it. Yep. All right. Well, well, I guess uh, I guess if it dawns on either of us, we'll we'll share. It. But um, I, I'm uh, you okay if I dive into my kids' movie? I'm super oh. excited. Yes, please. For the <coughs> little ones, it's time for the kids' scare. All right. Gonna talk about Frankenweenie. So Frankenweenie came out in 2012. For anybody who hasn't seen this movie, what are you doing? You have to go see it. How have you not seen it yet? My word. You've had plenty of time. No excuses. Go see it. 
All right. It's by Tim Burton. It came out in 2012, and it's actually, um, it, and it's funny, like, I, I saw this fact, and I even fact-checked it, and it, it turns out to be true, best I can tell, is that it's actually the first full-length animated feature to be shot in black and white. Really? Yes. Weird, oh, right? Yeah. Kind of cool. Never knew um, and Tim Burton said that if he wasn't allowed to do it in black and white, that he would have walked away from the film because he oh. felt like it's how it he it, it almost was like a tribute to the old classic horror movies like, you know, Frankenstein with um, Victor Frankenstein and his monster. So this movie's great. It's not scary at all. I really think literally a kid of any age can watch this because while it does pay its respects to the predecessors of the classic movies um it there's nothing scary about it it's it sounds it but it's really not uh victor is at a baseball game and um his family brought his dog with him to you know kind of cheer him on and sparky his dog gets loose and runs into the road and gets hit by a car and that is absolutely awful and i i trust me i'm not marley and me and you <laughs> it gets better, I promise. Um, so Victor cannot deal with the loss of his best friend. He's a little bit of an outsider, kind of an outcast. And Sparky is his absolute best friend in the world. He digs Sparky up, brings him home, gets him into the attic. And in very Victor Frankenstein style, uh, gets him on the table and waits for the lightning. And the stars align and everything happens perfectly. And the lightning strikes and then poof. We have uh, newly reborn Sparky, now Frank and Weenie. And it's it's so cool. And there's, there's so many throwbacks to like the classics. Like there's actually a turtle named Shelly for Mary Shelley. And it's it is just so great. I really think anybody of any age can watch this movie. Obviously, if you have doubts, watch it yourself first, but watch it with your kids because you're gonna love it if you haven't seen it. So yeah, I love it. I uh, it's such a great film. That's really interesting. I never knew that about it, but I'm glad he did that because being in black and white, it it, it does sort of that it adds so much to it, and uh, and it makes it have you know with those homages to Mary Shelley, the Universal Monsters stuff like that. It, it it's it feels right being the black and white. So that's really interesting. But yeah, this is a great film. I um, I love it. Like I said, I mean, I don't have children, but I feel like it's good for almost any age. I mean, like, like Shay says, if you ever have your, you know, any questions, watch it first before you, you know, your kids, you make your decision to your children, but great, great film. Love it. Absolutely love it. All right. Well, is there anything else we were we needed to discuss today? No, I think I think that's all I got. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, guys, and make sure to meet us at the snack bar next week when Insidious will be on the big screen. Who I can't wait. Love the Insidious movies. But mm -hmm. until then, sweet dreams, guys. Thanks. Bye. As always, thank you for listening. Feel free to reach out to your hosts by email at scareyourpantsoff9 at gmail.com.
or find us on Facebook. Be sure to like, subscribe, and turn on notifications wherever you get your podcasts. If we haven't scared you away yet, you're our kind of people. So check under your bed and keep your feet under the covers and boots closet door shut. <laughs> Until next week, my friends.